This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A win and four goals on April the 1st? It can't be true. Can it? The 4-1 victory over Crawley was indeed no joke as Nigel Clough's men switched formation and burst into life. The win, thanks to a brace from superstar Davies Keeler Dunn and strikes from Ollie Clark and Alfie Kilgore, keep Mansfield well within the playoff hunt. But can they finally prove that it's not just a one-off ahead of a huge Easter weekend? Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll delve into why it's imperative for Clough to stick with the same formation and allow the creative juices to continue to flow. We'll discuss the influence of Stephen Quinn and preview a potentially make-or-break Easter weekend as the Stags head for Swindon and welcome the league's bottom side, Rochdale. Plus, as always, we welcome and encourage your comments, questions and opinions in the live feed comments on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast, a proud member of the TalkSport Fan Network. Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters Podcast. It's always great to start the week with three points on board, isn't it? Always great to step into the week ahead knowing that your Saturday was filled with joy, goals, goals and more goals and some exciting play as well. And what happened? We switched to a back four and allowed creativity through the midfield. It's only like we've been saying it the entire series on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Hopefully we can stick with it and hopefully we can get all the way to the end. Well, who have I got with me tonight to talk all things Mansfield Town? Well, I'm going to be honest, we've had a podcast crisis this week. We've had more absentees than Nigel Clough has got injured players in the treatment room. We've got Nick Hughes, it's his daughter's birthday, so happy birthday uh, to mini Nick. Hope you're having a fantastic day and that your dad's got you lots and lots of replica stag shirts. Alan's off on holiday. Cam's decided to go and play football and ditch the podcast. Only turns up when he can host it, shocking. Uh, Who else have I missed? Um, Alan's on holiday. Cam's playing football. Nick's daughter's birthday. Um, Nathan, well, he's disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle. And Clive, I don't know what's happened to Clive. I'm sure he'll pop up at some point. But I'm delighted to say that fresh from her appearance a few weeks ago when Cam was in the hot seat and at our special 
on the Capo Lounge for the Her Game 2 podcast. We've got Keely from Her Game 2. You are the saviour of the Mansfield Matters podcast this week. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It, it's great. I mean, literally you are the saviour tonight, because otherwise it'd be me ranting and nobody wants that. So uh, really do appreciate you joining us and, and going in. But what you're going to have to do tonight is you are now going to have to channel all of the different personalities of the Mansfield Matters podcast. So you're going to need to have a jovial laugh like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> The on the fence misery ish of say how it is of Clive, you're going to need the sarcasm and dry wit of Nick, and you're also going to need the forget where what he's talking about attitude of Cam. Can you channel all those four for us? I'll give it my best shot. (laughs) Absolutely, and also as well, guys at home, if you're watching on the live feed. We need you. Get involved. Get involved and have your say on your team in the chat. We can see the comments as well. So make sure you ask a question, a comment or opinion, anything you want to say, get it in the comments. Um, me and Keely will talk about it over the next half an hour or so. It will be a short one tonight um, because I've got work at like 4am in the morning. So I really want to go to bed. Um, so there we go. Right, Keely, let's start by talking about Saturday. We had a little chat before we started the show tonight. And if we're honest, it came a little bit out of the blue, didn't it? It did, definitely. I think I forgot what to do when we scored. I was like, like looked at my daughter and I was like, oh my God, they've scored. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> it was that sort of thing, wasn't it, as well? Like the ball went into the back of the net and you sort of looked around at everyone and there was that, you know when something's buffering on Netflix and it's just trying to catch up with what's on screen and the, the audio? It was like that. Yeah, it was, definitely. It was a, a crazy sort of situation to be in, but thank goodness we got that goal early doors. So I think it sort of lifted everybody's spirits. It, it definitely did. And I think to um, obviously see, um, oh, uh, sorry, not Oatsy, um, Ollie celebrating as well um, with the rest of the guys. So, because I was right in front of obviously with the net where they scored so it was nice to um to watch them celebrating and actually see some positivity yeah positivity is something which i think has been missing a little bit because even sort of on last week's podcast we were talking about whether it was make or break or not and i actually think looking at it we've spoke a lot about perceptions was it you know two draws on on the spin two games without scoring a goal was it an unlucky spell or was it just, you know, we were unbeaten in, in three or whatever? And if you look at the form table now, only, what, something like two defeats in the last 10 games, we're right up there. We're right in the mix. We are. Um, I mean, I keep looking at it. I always have been, to be fair. I've never sort of looked at it and thought, we're not going to get there. Um, before the match, obviously, we were only nine points behind third place. So, you know, I, I keep that, you know, optimistic thought that it's still possible. I just don't want playoffs. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, but I, I, I do have to say, I think third place is a little bit perhaps over-optimistic, but you've done well there. You've channeled Alan, because I think that's exactly what he'd say. <laughs> yeah, I, I do try to look at it like, you know, we're nine points um, behind third. It's still possible, but, you know, playoffs is probably more more likely um but like you say no one wants to be in playoffs so they they they, they aim for like three 
three third spots. So, yeah, fingers crossed. And I know what Nigel Clough would be saying as well. He'd be saying exactly the same as what he said to me constantly at this time last year, and that is one game at a time. We take it one step at a time. We fo we don't look at getting six points from the next two or, or getting seven from the next three. It's literally just what's what's next. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, Friday's... Uh, I don't know, I'm a bit, a bit apprehensive about Friday because um, Swindon's never sort of uh, an easy easy run. But, I mean, looking at their form just lately, they've um, not been doing too good. So, fingers crossed, Saturday for us was um, the push in the right direction and we can go on to win that one as well. If we're being really completely honest about Saturday, there was only one thing which changed the course of Mansfield's season for that particular afternoon, and that was Nigel Clough making a tactical tweak. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was the right tweak, um, but yeah, hopefully he'll stick to doing the right. I think we may have may have lost Keeley for just a second. We might. Oh, there you go. Ah, there you go. You've made the cla the classic thing. You're on your phone, <laughs> doing it on your phone. Modern technology, and as soon as it as soon as the phone rings, it that's it. It uh, it dips down. But there we go. Uh, we've got you back. We can see you. We can hear you. There we go. Uh, we were just saying there about um, that tweaking formation, and <sighs> we've been saying it for a long time here on the podcast. But we've got a midfield which is full of creative players, and you look at players like. Davis Keeler Dunn coming in in January. Yeah, he's probably more of a front man. But realistically, as a midfielder where he's played maybe the last three or four games, that's where he's been really effective. Craig, I've got a technical error. I can't hear you. Oh, dear. <laughs> this may, this may <laughs> end well. Uh, Hopefully, Keely will come back in just a second and we might be able to hear her. I'm back. There you go. Here, isn't it? Can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Sometimes you just need to log off and log on again. I blame all of Mansfield Matters podcast injury. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll ignore what, we just, what just happened and we'll carry on like nothing happened. Um, we're talking about tactical tweaks and the midfield being creative. How refreshing is it to see those, midfield, those midfielders like Ollie Clark? Almost Kieran Wallace to a degree as well, just be given that freedom, but brought on by Davies Keeler Don. Yeah, definitely. I um I think obviously the tactical tactical tweak that he did on Saturday, um, I think it worked. Um and I think obviously having Aikens up front with Oates uh, and obviously um DKD just behind him. Um, yeah, I, I think it works. Hopefully, he's going to keep at it. And um, it's what we needed. Um, it was also nice to obviously see Quinny back um, with um, Clarky and Wallace. I, to be fair, there was no one on that pitch on Saturday that I think had a bad game. They, they all really sort of put 110% in. It's all about now having to having that braveness, I think, from Nigel Clough to stick with it and to try and stick with that formation because yeah, we've we've got the players if we wanted to to, to play that that five at the back when everybody's fit, but we haven't got those 
those players fit. We're talking Callum Johnson, Steve McLaughlin's to play at wing back. What we have got though is a a good enough side to play this four three three or four you know or just a flat back four and play creativity and fluid through midfield. Do you think Nigel Clough will stick with it though, or do you think his stubbornness will shine to the surface again? Yeah, I think like we spoke about earlier, he's he's definitely um, stubborn and um, he sort of never sticks to what what you know is working. Um, so he is going to be stubborn and he'll change it again and we'll just have to see what Friday brings. Let us know in the comments what you think that will do for the season, whether or not Nigel Clough should stick or twist. Stick with the back four or twist back to his familiar three-at-the-back wing-back formation. Let's have a delve into some of those comments from earlier on as well. Uh, keep them coming in. We want any comments, questions or opinions on all things Mansfield Town tonight here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Uh, Ashley says, very good win and much needed. Uh, Adam says, the lineup had balance across the squad for a change. Stags chat, what a game. We need to take the positives from the game and learn from the few mistakes and keep it going. Uh, we're still there fighting for that place. Of course, it wasn't um, perfect, Keely, on Saturday. You know, we did concede a goal and there were moments where Crawley had uh, little spells of possession. But for the most part, I think what we did learn from was having that killer instinct because we've seen it so many times this season, haven't we, where we've got a one goal or a two goal lead and then just sat back. But Clough didn't put the brakes on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did think, obviously, going into half-time, are they going to come out? Are they going to be, you know, second half, are they going to come out fighting? Or is it going to be a case of what we've seen before when other teams have, they've come out fighting um, and obviously we're going to throw it all away and end up sort of losing it. But we didn't when we came out fighting. And yeah, they got one back, but I think we just sort of, um, took her eye off the ball for five minutes and that's when they had the opportunity um, because looking at obviously the stats of it we had like what was it 27 shots all together um, mm. so yeah looking at it we obviously did got the majority of them but um, I think like I say we took five her eye off the ball for five minutes and they got a goal but we we got there and Kellen Gordon was uh, back for Crawley as well on his return to Mansfield. We'll talk about something he's done off the pitch in just a minute. He's, he's done a really nice uh, gesture to a young supporter. But on the pitch, it's one of those, isn't it? An ex-player comes back. Sometimes they have the game of their lives. But up against Stephen Quinn, <laughs> they had some battles. And to be honest, I don't really think I can remember Gordon doing much in the, in the second half. And he would have gone home a little bit frustrated, shall we say. Yeah, I think um, the look on his face a few times when I seen him sort of running down <laughs> side at the pitch, he um, looked like he was just, um, you know, um, wow, didn't want to be there. <laughs> and when he had that little tussle with um, Quinny, um, there was some sort of retaliation when he, Quinny went, obviously went in for challenge and then he sort of retaliated back. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're a little bit closer to what to the pitch than uh, what I am, judging by what you said earlier. You sit lower tier towards yeah. the north stand. Yeah, on Saturday I was in on the lower tier um, in G, so I was sort of quite quite at the front of the the match. So vocally, 
How loud is Stephen Quinn when you sort of uh, pitch side? Could you hear much of the uh, the Stephen Quinn, Kellen Gordon banter going off? Um, yeah, I think you could you could tell more from Quinny's face and Quinny's reactions. Um, I wouldn't say he was um, sort of loud on Saturday, but the the reactions of his face and um, sort of you could see that the little sort of redhead inside of him wanted to come out and play a bit more. But you know, he had to be careful. <laughs> Trust me, that that redhead that redhead <laughs> miss thing is definitely a thing. <laughs> Definitely is a thing. Um, Adam in the comments says, post-final whistle, Kellen seemed more at home with the Stag squad players. Natural, really. I think when you come back, when you've spent such a long time at, at the club, um, you know, you're bound to want to catch up with a few old faces and wish everybody the best and, and things like that. Interesting that there are a few boos going around. I don't think he's, he, he did anything whilst he was at Stags to warrant those boos, really. I think, real, realistically, he was a little bit maybe unlucky in the end to be on his way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously the last few games that he played for us, um, you know, he did well for us, but you can't fault the lad for obviously wanting to go elsewhere and get a game each week and whatever. So probably the booze was um, not called for. But It's interesting because I was saying to somebody that I sit with before the game when we sort of were looking at both the lineups and we went, Kevin Gordon basically played every minute of every game pretty much since he signed it at Crawley yet if he was which says he's fit enough to play yet if he was here at Mansfield he'd still be on the bench ahead of Lucas Aikens at right back yeah definitely <laughs> so I don't know whether it's a standards thing whether there was something with Clough about the way he wanted to play it's one of those things it is football um, let's talk about Stephen Quinn uh, a little bit more because of course he was back on Saturday and last season there was definitely a, a, a phrase and to be fair, the majority of the time, the stats did back it up. No Quinn, no win. And I think it showed again a little bit on Saturday. But what concerns me more is that surely he's not got one more season in him, has he? Hopefully not. I'd like to see him push for another couple of seasons. <laughs> um, I think, you know, looking at obviously what he gives to the game, um, and the amount he never stops, does he? Really? Come on, let's face it. For a, a guy of what just turned thirty-seven on on um, Saturday, if I was um, a supporter just coming into it and didn't know how old he was, then I'd think he was probably a bit younger than that. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see him for another couple of seasons at least. It's an interesting one because I know he's sort of got eyes on retirement and when he does retire as well, Nigel Clough has already been very open in various forums and said he won't go on the coaching staff. He's, he's got businesses that he'll concentrate on outside of football. So once he's hung up his boots, that's it. But the worry is he's such a character. He brings such energy, like you say, to that dressing room, to the pitch, that it's going to be so difficult to replace him. It's almost like... Thinking back, you know, a few years ago when Adam Murray made that transition from, you know, playing and being captain to having to be, be manager and not play, it leaves a massive void. And it's the worst part of the pitch to leave a void as well. Yeah, definitely. I think for a character like Quinny, you can tell his art and his, he wears it on his sleeve, his passion's there. Um, and I think he, he gets the lads going. Um, I, I think Perch is another one that obviously I've heard, you know, that he gets behind the lads and in the dressing room and stuff like that. He's the one that sort of motivate him and, and things like that. So it will be a massive like loss if he does decide to retire. 
um soon which you know if that's going to be the case then we need someone to obviously step up to Quinny's sort of shoes and I think we've sort of got that in Kilgore um but obviously the experience might sort of not go in his favour you know we've been sort of still young um and you sort of look up to a more mature player it's an interesting one that because I think you're absolutely right Kilgore's definitely got the similar characteristics and I think I don't think it's unfair to say that he's probably not 100% fit yet. I think when he's fully fit and sort of next uh, next season, I think he could be a, a, a real leader for us in, in that back line. But again, there's so many players who you want to sort of step up and look at that. And I thought Ollie Clark on Saturday, again, he's one of those players, if Nathan was on here, we'd be having a right slanging match now because Nathan famously wanted to push Ollie Clark off a cliff at some point on this podcast. Nathan's views, not ours. Um, and we've never let him forget it since. Um, but again, he brings so much energy to the midfield and, and almost, you know, there is a reason why he is the Mansfield captain. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, when, you know, when they scored that goal, um, sort of he ran up to the um, Crawley fans and sort of celebrated <laughs> and sort of like turned to his own fans and, and you know, celebrated. And um, yeah, there, there's that passion there as well. Um, and I think him and Quinny, both when they are together, the passion sort of comes out even more from both of them. Um, and you see that in in the team. That's why I'd, I'd sort of love to see if 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 Nigel Clough could persuade Quinn to stay on, maybe as a player coach. I'd love to try and see him just sort of cajole him into becoming that coaching role. Do you watch Ted Lasso? Um, I don't know, but I have seen... Like, I can't, <laughs> you need firstly you need to watch it, and secondly, for those who do, you will understand this reference. There's a character in there called Roy Kent, who is essentially a Roy Keane type figure, passionate, mean, menacing, that sort of thing. He retires at the end of the first series, and in the second series, Ted Lasso, the manager, manipulates him a little bit to get him to become onto the coaching staff and reinvent that energy back into the playing squad. And that's exactly what we sort of need with Stephen Quinn. If he's not going to play, you still want to keep him around a little bit because he's he's too invaluable, isn't he? It's, it's like that last little piece of the jig, jigsaw. It'd probably work as a picture without that piece, but it's not fully complete without him there. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I totally get that. And it'd be nice if, like you say, if, if Nigel could sort of get him either to stay a bit longer or to even persuade him into um the coaching side of it because we need we definitely need someone like that um and i i think in games that i've seen him play he, you know he is always trying to get either fans going or you know he is always putting his heart and soul into things um you know everyone can they've got the um sort of opinions on the sending off I believe that he got sent off because, you know, he, he was frustrated. He was passionate yeah. about, you know, he was passionate about what he was doing. He felt that he was fouled. And so, you know, again, the little redheads. <laughs> it's true. 
and, and <laughs> that's because he's passionate about it. And I, you know, I think I'd be the same if if it were me. Um, yeah, I completely agree. It, and you know what? This <laughs> it's, it's almost like sadistic to say it, but actually, it does the squad and does Stephen Quinn good to go through somebody and have a three-game ban because when he comes back. He's got that thing of the red mist is cleared, or sorry, the ginger mist is cleared. Let's be honest what it is. It's the ginger mist. It's a different breed. The ginger mist is cleared, and he has that thing in his heart of, I've got to put this right now. And all of a sudden, that stagnant performance level, which you get when you're playing week in, week out, rises from 80% to 180%, and it lifts everybody around you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Chris has been in touch in the comments, talked about Ollie Clark and leadership. He says, up until recently, Ollie didn't really feel like a captain, in my opinion. But his performances over recent weeks and months have shown that he does have strong leadership qualities, leading by example and giving absolutely everything for the team, even playing whilst not fully fit. And I'll just add on to the end of that as well. He makes an excellent cover centre-half too. <laughs> yeah, it does, definitely. Is um is I agree with that comment. You know, he's not been fully fit, and he's admitted that he's been open and honest and said that he's not been, you know, he's not been hundred percent. But he's still tried to get the lads going. He's still tried to, but he's he's definitely missed Quinny as well as much as um you know everyone else has. Yeah, sometimes you just need that feed, don't you? We we speak about it a lot on the podcast about certain partnerships working, some certain partnerships not working and so, you know, things like that. We think about in the conference days when you had Green and Reed playing off each other really well, even that centre-half pairing of Dempster and Gahegan or Dempster and Jones. Sometimes it, it just fits and other times it doesn't. And maybe that's what Ollie Clark needs. He needs those players around him to be able to lift his game. And, you know, I, I think he, he's, he's really, really blossomed into a good player. And again, there's another reason why he spent so long at one club Prior, you know, I think we, we forget a lot of the time that Ollie Clark is also one of those players that's towards the back end of his career. He's probably got another three, four seasons left um, before he maybe has to drop down a level. But it's only his second club. Yeah, definitely. He's, um, it, it, it just shows, obviously, what... There's another phone call coming through, um, I think. You know, like you say, this is his second club. Um, so yeah, it's it's proving to um to be a good good thing with him. I think it'll bring him out even more the more he's sort of being captain. Let's certainly uh, hope so. We're going to take a very quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk all things um, fixtures up and coming uh, for the next few weeks or so. Uh, so. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the Mansfield Matters podcast, a proud member of the TalkSport Fan Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Keely's still with me, saving the day. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Can you still hear us? Are you still, are we still with us or are the tech bugs one? No, I'm, I'm still here. It's my daughter. She keeps ringing me. That's it. Maybe she's seen you on Facebook and she's uh, she wanted to say hello. There you go. Um, we'll let you in just a minute. We're going to keep you for another five minutes and then we're going to end things. Like I said, at the start of the show, it'll be a little bit shorter tonight. I hate half-term when you work in marketing, you work on a sports camps-based thing all over the country. 4am alarm call tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to it, uh, which is also why we had to do the podcast tonight, because I'm not available any of the nights. Hotel life for me until um, Friday, so there we go. Uh, right, anyway, that's enough about my ridiculous work personal life. Uh, shall we turn our attention back to Stags? Yes, is the answer to that. Keep your comments, questions and opinions coming in. Uh, we were looking uh, on last week's podcast about breaking the l- next load of fixtures down. Obviously, Nigel Clough always looks at one game at a, a time. We've sort of looked at it in two. And what we've got coming up, of course, is the Easter weekend. And I, I don't think it'd be overdramatic to say that it, it is... Well, I think make or break's probably a little bit strong, but I think this could have a real big swing and big say on how we're going to finish the season. Swindon, of course, first on uh, on Friday. Aside, statistically, we don't really do well against when we go to their place. But also aside that, I've got their own playoff ambitions after last season. They're 10 points behind Mansfield as it stands. So they need a real big run of form towards the end of the campaign. So for them they'll be feeling pressure to get a victory on Friday. And it's going to be a very, very tough game. It will be, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Swindon's always a tough game as it is. Um, but sort of looking at their form at the minute, they've um, not been doing too great, I don't think. Um, so, um, on paper, the next two games should be relatively easy but as we know Mansfield never do it easy do they <laughs> no what was it Keith Cole used to say the easy way the hard way and the Mansfield yeah, town way is very much true <laughs> and then of course on Monday back at home obviously we'll be buoyed by that win last weekend hopefully with at least a point from Swindon which I think would be um, uh, a, a good result actually a point to come away from there but bottom of the table Rochdale you know they've recently got rid of one manager looking to a point if they haven't done done so already another desperate to try and get away from the drop um you know they'll want to to really come out and give it a a good go and arguably for me they're the most difficult games yeah definitely I agree I think the next two are going to be they're going to be hard um like I say on, on paper they look easy but um, I think if we come out like we did on Saturday um, and we play how we did on Saturday, I think that we've got, obviously, we've got a good good chance of potentially getting six points. 
um, out of both games. But if if we sort of play how we have been um, against Grimsby, um, then it might be that we get a point. Is that going to be the difference, the way we line up, the way we play? I think so, definitely. I think if you look at it, obviously, like Saturday, like we've said, that we had the little tweak in the in the system and it worked. But is Cluffy going to be stubborn and, like you say, go back to what he thinks works um, instead of what we know works? Because, obviously, Saturday works. And I think you look at the players that he, he's sort of got as, got as well, you know, He's got some which are potentially bubbling to come back. It'd be interesting to see an update from him tomorrow. That's usually when when press is. So it'd be interesting to see an injury update uh, tomorrow on those players. But even if we, you know, we go out and we start with the same eleven, as long as we start with that that back four, I think we'll we'll be absolutely fine. I think we'll give him a, a real go because you, you look at Reese He's obviously hungry to try and. Um, replicate what he did last season, make a, make an impact. You've got Lucas Aikens, who's desperate to try and get himself a goal, bless him. To be fair to him as well, a little side note, he did everything but score, didn't he, on Saturday? I felt so sorry for him. Yeah, I did. I think, to be honest, he was probably, um, for me, he was probably man at match um, for me. Because, yeah. you know, he did some great assists. Um, obviously, him and Oatsy, I think the partnership works. Um, and obviously having um, DKD at the, just at the back of him, obviously that works as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that partnership works. Um, and he did he, he did everything on Saturday, bless him, but score. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm praying for him to get a goal. I really hope that he gets one towards the end of the campaign. Because I think it was harder to miss at, at some point when the, the keeper got in the, the way a bit. But... Uh... Yeah, it, it's it's one of those one of those nice things to have. But having that formation, having that back four, it allows Elliot Hewitt to roam. It allows Alfie Kilgore to just head it and kick it, which he does well. Um, you know, we'll have Riley Harbottle back. We should have with the concussion protocols. Hopefully, he's okay to uh, to come back into it as well. Hopefully, it will be uh, a, a little bit more creative a little bit more on the ground and uh, DKD can uh, work his magic as well. It's that time of the, the show then uh, where I ask you for your prediction on uh, uh, for Friday's game. Are you going to get some points on the board this weekend? Swindon away, a ground where we notoriously don't tend to do very well, but we're on the back of victory and looking to uh, keep that momentum going. What's your prediction? Um... I'm going to go for a 2-0 to us. Um, and I think it's going to be relatively early. I think I'm going to go for 12 minutes. Oh, good shout. Nice early goal to get us going. I'm going to be a little bit more conservative, but I'm not going to be pessimist. I'm not going to say defeat for once. I'm going to say a one-all draw, which I will be highly delighted with. I also agree on the early goal. I think we're actually going to get one within the opening 10 minutes. I think it's going to come eight minutes in. Um, I think it might well be them. And I think we'll just it'll be one of those games where we scrap and scrap and scrap. And a little bit like Stockport, get one uh, late on uh, in the game. Uh, let us know your predictions. The link that you need to play along with podcast predictions is in the description. As always, you must um, put your prediction in no later than one hour and one minute before kickoff. On Friday afternoon, uh, we'll also have... 
the uh, Easter Monday uh, predictions on for you later in the week as well. And we'll share everybody else's podcast predictions when they answer my messages and when they uh, decide to, to surface again. Honestly, I, I, I think if... Mansfield Matters missing podcast panellists and Nigel Clough's injured players combined. You wouldn't need a treatment room. I think you need a treatment mansion. Shocking stuff, shocking stuff. Uh, Adam in the comments says, I think Swindon will be on the end of a five-goal rampage. Five-goal revenge, hopefully. I think that's, I think he's taken the optimism pill a little bit too far, don't you? Maybe just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. We'll wait and see. Uh, well, uh, that's almost all we've got time for tonight. Keely, thanks so much for, for joining us. Before uh, I let you go and get back to what it is you're doing, um, let's say hello to uh, Clive, who's just popped up. Hello. Hello. What's Do you want to know why I'm late? Do you want the truth? <laughs> you were asleep? Correct. <laughs> 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 Absolute quality. Uh, well, we might as well get your prediction whilst you're here for uh, for, for the uh, for the Swindon game. What are you going to go for? Stags win 3-1, 20th minute. <laughs> and that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, look, look, oh. look, at the, look at the clock as well. Ten past four? Yeah, it's a funny old clock. Yeah, I mean, what what on earth's going on there? I don't know. It's got a mind of its own. It's, I mean, it's radio controlled. Thank... I think it's been controlled by the Russians. <laughs> no comment. I mean, thank God Keely was here to, to rescue us. Keely, I was going to, before I saw Clive pop up in the comments, stay there, Clive. We'll keep you around for a couple of minutes or so. Um, <laughs> I was just going to sort of say, obviously, the Sutton United game a few weeks ago was the rearranged her game to dedicated fixture. Talk us through it from, from your perspective, because it was, from, from what I could see, a fantastic afternoon. So many young girls getting involved and sort of becoming more aware of Mansfield Town. It's great to see. Talk us through the afternoon from your perspective. Um, It, it was all quite a blur, <laughs> to be fair. I, was, uh, I think I was on a buzz from like the minute I woke up to about three days after to be fair it, it was amazing um just obviously getting to the ground and talking to um young girls and, and boys um talking to fans we had um pictures with um obviously the players got all got involved um i want to say a massive thank you to riley arbor all bless him um for getting a signed shirt for my daughter because she's not been very well and um, she's um, a massive fan of Riley and he, he got a signed shirt for her and everything so that made her a day um, so we had tears <laughs> um, there was a few male supporters that we obviously spoke to and one in particular um, he came up to us and was just he, he just burst out crying bless him he was so sort of grateful to us for promoting women's like football and sport and he, he couldn't get his words out bless him and at first we thought oh is it like tears of he's mad or is you know he's angry with us for doing it um but yeah he, he was absolutely over the moon bless him um uh, yeah it was just really good just to see like the the lads getting involved um when they was taking the training 
tops off and giving them to boys and girls all around the stadium. Yeah, it was it was lovely. It was lovely to see. And fingers crossed as well. I've noticed that a few clubs have sort of over the last two, three weeks or so have been unveiling their uh, club representative for, for her game too in terms of player representation. And we can't say too much, but there is things bubbling away in the background, aren't there? Yeah, Emma's sorting a few things. Um, yeah, she's got a few things in pipeline. So obviously without giving things away, there is a, a few things, um, hopefully, that fingers crossed we can start potentially unveiling soon and and that's gonna help us and boost it a bit more and yeah hopefully there's a lot more to come fantastic well as always thanks so much for your time and congratulations too on a hat-trick appearance i don't know if we mentioned that <laughs> at the top of the show or not three times in a row and you know what you're becoming more punctual than everyone else in the mansfield masters podcast i'll see you again at the same time next week yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clive, before we let you go, um, go back to sleep, dozing away uh, in, your, in your armchair. Very brief highlights of uh, your thoughts from Saturday, uh, your thoughts ahead of uh, the Easter weekend as well. I'll give you, what, 30 seconds? Go. I enjoyed the game on uh, Saturday. I thought it was a, a good entertaining game, especially for anybody who hasn't got an emotional input. Um, but it, the early goals, the goals scored at the right time made the game quite comfortable for us. And we uh, we played better than we've been playing for weeks. In terms of the weekend ahead of us, it, it's, it's going to be tough. We never win at Swindon. That's why I think we are going to do this time. And Rochdale will be fighting for their lives on Monday. There we go. A podcast condensed into 30 seconds. What more do you want? Um, Clive, thanks for popping on because you really didn't need to. You could have just sent us a message afterwards and gone, I fell asleep. Um, and Keely, again, my thanks to you for stepping in and being an absolute superstar um, on the show tonight and uh, keeping it ticking over. Really do appreciate um, your time and effort. Hopefully we'll see you again before the season is out. Uh, we'll be back hopefully potentially during the Easter weekend, but maybe not depending on what else is happening. Uh, but we'll definitely be back after Easter Monday as we look ahead to uh, huge, potentially huge games against Grimsby and Newport as well as the final six games of the season creep upon us. For now, though, that's all we've got time for on the show. For the fans, by the fans, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good night, Clive. Go back Good to night. sleep. Well, there you have it. Another podcast ticked off, done and dusted. The full-time whistle is blown. My thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and to you guys for watching and indeed listening at home. We'll be back after the Easter weekend as we look ahead to the final running of fixtures. Will the Stags still be in with the shout of the playoffs? Will it be all over or will it be on the fence as always? There's only one way to find out and that is by joining the Mansfield Matters podcast. Make sure you follow us on all things social media at MTFC Matters for details of when we're next going to be live. And don't forget to get involved in podcast predictions. The link that you need is in the description. For now though, we're off just to make sure and watch the game once again to make sure that it wasn't an April Fool's joke and that the Stags really did score four goals at home and put three points on the board. What's that? They did. Happy days indeed. Until next time, we'll see you later on the show for the fans by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good night.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.